Thanks for pressing play. You're listening to the Brody Windsor Group on Real Estate, the podcast for homeowners seeking guidance and support on everything related to owning a home. This includes much more than just buying or selling. We've got you covered for everything from mortgages and financing to home maintenance tips, renovation and design advice, and of course, the latest insights and analysis on what's happening in our local communities. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm very happy to welcome Stephanie Bonnet from Bonnet Design on the show today. Stephanie is a local landscape architect. Stephanie, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. So today we're going to talk about your business, uh, how things have evolved over the last few years, um, and like to let the listeners know and the viewers know kind of what it is that a landscape architect does and how you help homeowners sort of realize their vision for what they want to do outside of their home. Can you give us a little bit of a background uh, on sort of your journey into the business, into that, into your career? Uh, yes. So basically, a uh, landscape architect um, is, you have a, a span of different scales of landscape architects. So you'll have a landscape architect that's working on smaller scale projects and just as residential or even just a garden itse- itself. Um, and uh, landscape architects that work on large scale. So you could have large uh, residential design, uh, or c- large communities, uh, you could have uh, big commercial projects, big commercial projects. So basically, obviously, I'm a, a more of your local residential, okay. I'll still do some municipal um, projects like parks or um, entry features, things like that. Um, and uh, that's so that's municipal and some commercial. So for example, uh, you know, uh, there's a company that needs uh, the landscaping done around a uh, you know, Tim Hortons or things like that. So, okay. um, but mainly at this point, I'm, I'm more residential. Um, so yes. Yeah, so basically, um, my journey, uh, began, uh, I, I started off, uh, in, uh, studying biology. Okay. Um, so I'm, I have a science background to this. Um, I, uh, studied at Concordia in biology, uh, really wanting to study animal behavior. So I was more on the ecology side. Um, so basically my love for outdoors obviously remained. Um, I then uh, wanted to study the how to design zoo enclosures. So I worked actually at Calgary Zoo uh, for a summer after my bachelor and uh, found out who designed zoo enclosures was a landscape architect. I Mm. had no idea what that word was before or that uh, profession. And so I looked into it and it seemed to kind of tick all my boxes. Working outside, you know, mix of uh, science and art, which obviously I like, um, um, I have an artistic sort of background a little bit. So so that's basically how I ended up uh, studying landscape architecture out at Guelph. And... uh, after that, had a couple of jobs uh, working on um, more large-scale uh, commercial and large-scale uh, home development okay. um, in Toronto and in the city of Montreal. And then uh, once I wanted to start, start my own business, I uh, started off uh, doing residential and then I stuck with that since. And how long has that been now? Um, it's been uh, 18 years, 18? so since okay. 2005 that I sort of went on my own. Um, mainly for 
you know, the ability to time manage, do my own thing. And, uh, I'd like to be my own boss. So that's basically yeah. uh, the reason why I did that. Um, and so, yeah, so just uh, kickstart from there. And how has, how has your career sort of evolved since, well, over the last 18 years? Like, have, have, have you gotten much, much busier? Um, are you comfortable with the amount of work that you're doing? And how have you seen things evolve in your field since you've been doing this residentially here in the West Island, where, where I've been selling real estate for just a couple more years than you've been in business. So I'm curious as to see, like, how has that all happened and how has that evolved? I've, no, I've noticed changes uh, considerably. So. It evolved a lot. And I think my profession just sort of built itself in a way. So, for example, for to explain it better, it um, when before when you hired a landscaper, you just called up a landscaper and or you knew from so and so who had he had he or she had worked there yeah. and you liked what they did you hired that landscaper and they did your pathway they fixed your garden it was it was like just hiring directly from the landscaper uh hiring the landscaper um when now the, so basically started off a little bit more like that where i was designing and then i'm just showing the landscaper what to do or showing the homeowner and they would hire a landscape landscaper um it it evolved more because there's such a need from the municipality so the the need from for for permits yeah um also not necessarily just the need for permits so which which the landscaper is not necessarily doing because he's hands-on doing the work and i say he or she um it's more because there's paperwork to be done so uh, there's things to submit to get a permit. So that paperwork is not necessarily done by the landscaper. Right. Um, and so, um, there's that also that niche that sort of developed, but also, uh, the fact that the homeowners, uh, wanted to have a larger vision or an idea prior to the landscaper executing. Right. So, um, yes, there were maybe more things involved, such as not just a walkway and a garden, um, but they, they weren't at home necessarily as much to, uh, sort of supervise the work they're at work. So they want to already know ahead of time what is going to be implemented. So the plan will then provide that sort of, um, ease of mind yeah. for the homeowner to, um, and, and obviously comes with that. If you have a plan, then you could estimate cost. Um, and then, so there's a, there's an understanding of what that cost is. So it really is a, a sort of a niche that sort of developed just because the, the land, the homeowners wanted more to be done and, uh, and the city's requirements were becoming greater. So, um, I just sort of fell into a, uh, into a niche there that was, that is increasing in demand and it's, it hasn't stopped Absolutely. In increasing. Yeah, I would agree. So Part of the reason that we uh, that I wanted to have Stephanie on the show is that uh, my wife Kim and I recently built uh, built our home in Bedurfe, and we hired Stephanie to do our landscape design. So it was a good learning experience for me. Um, I'm sure I'm probably just like your typical client who calls you up uh, too late in the process. I realized in our first few conversations that I probably should have had you in earlier in the process. But what really uh, surprised me, where I really found there was great value in having you help us 
was all the things that you've mentioned so far, but in addition, things like um, being able to price all the different elements mm -hmm. and pointing out to me and Kim all the little things we hadn't even thought of. Like, oh, by the way, you have to have your electrician do this and your irrigation here and then your fence guy and your... So there's so many different elements in play that all come together that when you're doing a big project, I think trying to do it on my own, I would have made all kinds of terrible mistakes. And I realized very quickly that you were very well tuned in to what the city requirements were. So that saved me a ton of time in back and forth with the city saying, oh, I want to do this. And then the city saying, sorry, no, you're you're maxed out on the amount of uh, you can have or you can't cut this tree or you can't do that with your fence. So I found there was a lot of value there in saving time um, and also you having the expertise of what to do. So I think um, my advice is anyone that's taking on a big project, I think there's great value. And just like having a, an interior designer when you're going to do a major renovation or build a home, rather than just trying to deal with the contractor yourself, having that go-between um, and being able to make sure that your space is designed effectively and it's going to be something that you're going to enjoy because you pointed that out as well to us through the process. Like, have you thought about where your sitting area is going to be and where your dining area is going to be and which way the sun's going to be shining and all these different things that you may not think of that when you bring in somebody that's an expert, I thought it was very, very valuable. So uh, good experience for us, but um, mm -hmm. certainly... Um, an, eye an eye opener. An eye opener, yeah. yeah. Um, yes, so basically... Um, I all consider the outdoor as basically like when you're designing, redesigning or designing your kitchen, you have to think about where the sink is going as per the stove and all that sort of layout, just like an interior designer, the outdoor has that should have that same, um, uh, consideration in the elements because we're bringing our indoor outdoor yeah. now. Yeah. And so to, to want to do that, we're going to have to put some time in, in uh, designing properly um, because you don't want to put your shed in one corner and then it ends up you want it the flip side because of the direction of the pool or vice versa. So, yeah. Um, and yeah, aesthetically so too, right? Mm -hmm. You like, I remember you mm -hmm. pointing out to me like, here's where you're going to be sitting in your lounge chairs next to the pool. And you really want to just be looking at the side of the fence. So you probably want to have some nice right. plants there. Right. Or also from the indoors. So yes, that too. From the indoor looking at, you know, from here. So if, if I know where your sight lines are from the indoors, um, you know, you might want to see a specific decorative tree or a fountain or, you know, the pool because you want to be in the kitchen being able to see the kids in the pool. Those are all little things yeah. that as we're discussing, um, that, that wish list is, is, is kind of the, uh, super important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was, it was really interesting. So what you're mentioning, sorry, what you're yeah. mentioning before about, um, timing of getting a landscape architect involved. Yes. Of course, ideally, um, it's prior in a new built situation, of course, in prior to building the new build, of course you have a, you have an architect involved because you have a model of a home that you like, things like that. Um, and they look at obviously the setbacks and, and what your what size potentials you could have your house. Um, but the landscape architect will also help with the orientation. I know that, you know, some lots are pretty standard, yeah. but some lots aren't. Some lots have uh, s slopes. 
some lots have a lot of shaded shaded area or trees or for like you know there there's different contexts um so by involving the landscape architect we could kind of discuss all those elements that are not just the building right so right at planning stage like when you're designing the house before absolutely yeah, yeah. absolutely i mean an architect could turn to me and say we've kind of temp uh, 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 preliminarily put a house in this location uh, would you set it more forward? Would you set it back? We want to look at the amount of parking space in the front. Okay, we'll set it a bit back because in such such reasons. So depending obviously on the size of the lot and what those restrictions are, there's there's other elements that could come into play before actually just building the home and then and then thinking about the landscaping kind of afterward. Going, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and kind of going, okay, we just have to which we do the outdoor <laughs> context. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Obviously, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. I'll, I'll use your example. For example, yeah. the your your balcony in the back. Yeah. So if if you, I'm not saying that you don't want it or didn't want it. It's just that if, for example, you knew that that was part of uh, the percentage, well, maybe you would have made it a different size and then you would have gone to the ground. So there's, you know, yeah, the, considerations depending on those city requirements. Again, yeah. you you sort of evaluate the all uh, at the same time. Yeah, they're all pretty different, eh? The different municipalities in the West Island. Yes. So that's um, another important point is that I don't necessarily know all the bylaws, but I kind of know which bylaws to go in, obviously, to go and analyze. Yeah. But it's also that I have a rapport with the towns. So if there are some questions, there will be questions. I'll have questions. But at least then I could, you know, bridge that gap between the homeowner uh, and the builder, let's say, if there are questions from yeah. there, and 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 then and just so that we could satisfy what those needs are, and yeah. and and you know, I know which questions to ask and how to, you know, or just just to sketch it out and then have these preliminary questions, saying, okay, if we build our U driveway in this area, we are is th would this be permissible? So right. just getting those preliminary questions, and then um, the homeowner could take a decision whether they want a U driveway or not. Those, yeah, those are all little like the guy at urban planning. When you walk in, they recognize you. You're there all the time. So they know exactly right. that you know what you're doing. Right. So, so it's going to speed things up and make right. things Absolutely. a little that smoother. We, yes, we, we, we're here to accomplish a project, Yeah. which is, you know, our my my goal is always to arrive at satisfying the bylaws, which is a community uh, goal. Yeah. You know, these bylaws are set because there are certain elements that are important to the municipality and therefore, you know, how are we going to arrive at creating a design that satisfies these, but also satisfies the client. So I really see myself in the middle between the homeowner and the city. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Key go between, I think. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so back to the trends you were, we were sort of touching on the outdoor living space becoming very important. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we all sort of, experience that um, accelerate through the pandemic <clears throat> over the right. last few years. Right. I'm sure in your industry and, and in your business, you notice the same thing. Is there anything that you're seeing a little bit different in the last couple of years since the pandemic of what people are looking for, what they want to do in, in their um, outdoor space? Yeah, I would say uh, the trends are, there's different different things that come into play. So for example, there's the environmental side. Yeah. So the environmental side, we're really looking at um, water 
treatment. So the, the, the water aspects. So our brains are more torrential. There's uh, a lot more issues with water infiltration in homes, things like that. So um, we'll call it smart landscaping is, uh, just kind of named that, um, is important. So it's how are you going to uh, either um, maintain uh, the the management of your of your water yeah. so the cities don't want you draining um in using their systems yeah. and they also don't want you draining towards the neighbors so how are we going to satisfy those two um requirements by uh managing the water on your site um and also not infiltrating in the our basements yeah. which are obviously the main we'll call it the main cause of why we need to redo our landscaping is because there's water infiltration yeah for um, sure so um and it's an additional cost that people don't necessarily want to do um but they're they're i'll call it regular house corrections that need to happen over the years uh so uh so right so the, i would say that's a trend in in terms of um the environmental side Obviously, there's also um, the environmental side, meaning uh, you know variety of species of trees and shrubs. Um, if we can go native, that would be great. Yeah. Um, doesn't necessarily always um, fall into that. It's not like a conversation necessarily with homeowners. There would be a specific homeowner who would ask that. Well, at least what I'm noticing. Yeah. Um, I mean, it probably goes with homes as well. You have, uh, you, you had a sort of a little bit more of a gray tones, uh, that were sort of the newer, uh, newer way of, 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 uh, aesthetics of the how of a home. Yeah. We saw that outside too, right? Right. Yeah. And so, um, and the, you know, I, I'm talking about the, 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 the trends in the, in the pavers. So yeah. for example, um, it used to be, they used to be bumpy, now they're a lot more of a, they call them uh, lists um, and uh, more, more smooth. flats or smooth, smooth service. Thank you. And, um, and they tended to go towards the grays. There was a, that need for the gray. Um, and uh, now it's just, we're, we're kind of going back a little bit to those earth tones. So the homes are, I see a couple of new homes that are coming and they're a lot more of those sort of beige Beiges, colors. Yeah. And, um, and the same thing, then we're trying to, you know, find the paver that kind of goes with that feeling as opposed to, uh, being more of a colder gray color, yeah, you're getting, stone color. you're yeah. getting, yeah, of course, um, in terms of material, you know, if you could go with a stone, natural stone, then you're getting into something to me, it's, I find it's timeless. Totally. So, you know, integrating stone, I know it's not necessarily always in your walkways or your driveways, obviously. Um, but if you're integrating it in a little wall or, you know, garden stones, um, it just kind of gives a little bit of that, um, natural, more natural, yeah, natural feel. and soft yeah. feel. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and it goes with the context, obviously that you're, yeah, for but sure. It's not for every home, but, uh, I would agree. Integrated. I think it makes a huge difference, the outdoor aesthetic, to the value of a home, too. It's taking aside the real estate view of it all. You know, um, when you're touring homes with buyers and there's a beautiful landscape job, um, we recently sold one that you had done in the backyard mm -hmm. on that sold with multiple offers rather quickly. And I think the backyard, the way that the backyard was designed and the way it had been beautifully done, 
really helped maximize the value and the um, and the the attention we got from buyers on that home. You know, it really was special. So I, you know, people are worried often if I put a lot of money into my landscaping, is it something I would get back in resale? Mm-hmm. And I think my answer to that is it depends on the price point, the home, the neighborhood. The, but I think for the right property, the right amount of of nicely done landscaping. Um, especially for more higher end properties. I think it's a very, very smart investment. I think it, it definitely is a, a great ROI when it comes to resell. Right. And I mean, there's the word that n- people don't necessarily want to hear the word maintenance, yeah. um, but everybody, everything out there has maintenance, um, things to take care of, uh, just does you do in the interior, um, the exterior does. So a, a, a proper design, obviously will be maintained will be well kept if it's maintained so there's you know you have to you're not going to have an elaborate garden or backyard if you know that you're not going to necessarily put the time and money in to maintain it yeah so i think those two things have to go hand in hand so the zero or low maintenance garden that looks beautiful is a bit of an oxymoron would you agree a little bit yes (laughs) yes yeah everything takes some at least some weeding and some maintenance well definitely um i would say that the trends are in general i know that we spoke about um color trends and the ecological trends but um the overall and i'll say in general is really uh the cost of things are are more now so you'll have the labor and materials cost more than they were even well prior to uh uh pandemic. pandemic yeah um and uh and in in general the process from permit process from the city is just more elaborate so the actual time consuming factor of getting your landscaping executed must start earlier in time so that you're you foresee those those longer uh permit uh processes for sure and even on the landscape contractor side of things right mm-hmm. their projects are taking longer i guess these guys have right. issues like everyone with labor and getting workers and costs are higher so yeah it's uh and they seem to be busier and they're busier busy. and busier right they're busy so we're seeing more pools going in we're seeing more outdoor living spaces right are you mm-hmm. seeing a lot more like covered porches yes and absolutely outdoor fire pits and absolutely. people really want to take advantage mm-hmm. right of that right. backyard space yeah right whatever we have that's indoor we want outdoor as well yeah. um i got a covered dining area this summer and i was out there all the time i cannot tell you i ate in my kitchen under the in the rain i was outside i mean i I enjoyed being out there and then that's really what our summers are for. So, um, definitely the, uh, you know, the, the trend of uh, wanting to be outdoors, but also wanting our luxuries that we have indoor. So whether it be our, our, our sound system to our, um, you know, our screens to, uh, to fight off the mosquitoes, um, the lighting to move, we invest in our backyard. We're definitely going to want to see it while we're sitting there in the evenings um so all those all those elements really obviously bring up the cost but um 
the homeowner's wish lists become longer. They do, yeah. Yeah, yes. I've noticed it as well, even with buyers shopping. Yes. You know, people want the pool. They want yeah. the, the covered porches, the screened-in covered porches exactly. if your area is mosquito right. And all that being huge, you know, tech, huge value. Uh, yeah. all uh, automated. Smart. Uh, even seeing mm-hmm. TVs back there. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Absolutely. Interesting. Yeah, so that involves obviously other... Uh, other professionals to come in because obviously I can't be a specialist of everything. Yeah. So uh, I see myself much more of a, a generalist and in that field. Um, and then obviously you'll bring in the lighting specialist and you'll bring in the, you know, whether it be electrical or irrigation, yeah. all those sort of specialists. Or gas that will... for fireplaces if you want right. to do gas right. ones, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah, definitely. And outdoor kitchens. Mm-hmm. Seeing people do those pretty right. elaborate outdoor kitchens these days as well. Right, exactly. And so that I find that is a trend as well is that there's just more product out there yeah. now to um, different kitchen uh, countertop or counter uh, kitchen uh, models to different types of pergolas, gazebos, um, you know, the different choices types are endless. of decking. Yeah, yeah. So, so, the, uh, so the materials out there are a lot um, there's a lot more to choose from, which obviously, you know, pleases your homeowner, but, yeah. uh, as a designer, you could, you, you have a better choice as well. Yeah. I guess it offers more options, right? You've got mm-hmm. the composite decking versus mm-hmm. wood, which is coming. Right. Right. What are some common mistakes you see people make when tackling a landscaping project? Um, so the, the common mistake would be necessarily not to have hired a landscape architect. Right. So, um, having to, trying to um, install things themselves, I don't necessarily see that as much. Um, it's you know people know to call up a landscaper. Yeah. Um, now whether the landscaper does the work without a permit, I don't necessarily see that. Yeah. But it's possible. And then that's the, the problem that they, you know, the homeowner will face or the landscaper will face if an inspector comes by and, you know, stops the work. So um, I would so say doing maybe something without a permit, doing that's things a big without one. permit, yeah. you know, it, I don't see it because, of course, if they call upon me, I'm you're doing you a know, permit. I'm, yeah. I'm doing it. We hear about it, though. Right. So if, exactly. And, it, yeah. and I don't necessarily go see a client who, OK, I, I tried to do this, but now I need a permit. It, so yeah, have you ever, how about we're just maybe an inexperienced contractor and homeowner trying to take on uh, a big landscape project and screw the whole thing up? Have you been called in to rectify some issues? Um, I must admit, no, not no. necessarily. Okay. No, I didn't. I didn't uh, it's a good thing, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> that definitely. means I'm busy because yeah. <laughs> they've already called me So or, or any other landscape architect. So, okay. Um, I don't, I, it's not, it's not necessarily a, a, uh, a common thing that, um, you know, that I'm, you know, like there's always the, the small little things, you know, if you're going to someone's house and they've, you know, chosen X, X number of piece of, uh, you know, type of shrub and it's the wrong shrub, it grew way too big or the tree is badly placed because it's doing this or whatever. But I mean, there's, there's certain elements that are wrong decisions. But those are a very small scale. Yeah. I'd say in the big scale is if you're if you're not planning your overall project properly, you're gonna run into, oh, I should have, I should have this. Yeah, you one know. we see a lot 
when we're coming to list or sell a property is one you touched on earlier was the water management issue mm-hmm. was having improper slopes not having proper drainage and having a newly landscaped property where water is pooling and then infiltrating mm-hmm. through a window or in through the basement so mm-hmm. i think that's a big one that a lot of people overlook is that mm-hmm. is maintaining the positive slope away from the property mm-hmm. and making sure that water is managed mm-hmm. properly I think it goes as far as at the early stage when people buy a home, if they're newly, uh, new home buyers, is um, look at your certificate of location. Um, analyze it. Look at where your property ends. You might have your current shed might be over impeding over the, the neighbor's, neighbors. Pro- the, or your side property or the back property line um, and or vice versa. And so those are all issues that, normally you would have to deal with if you're going to start thinking of okay putting in a pool well then that shed is non-conforming that's right you know i'm not saying that the city will force you but you know if you're if you're wanting to renovate well then now you're going to have to move yeah. the shed. as soon so, as you start redoing stuff and apply for a new permit oh now you got to have to make it all conform right right and yeah. um it, it just that or or just even get to know your property uh, yeah. Some people don't even know where that there's dimensions on your on your certificate location. Get to know is if if I don't know where how far your your property line is, and uh, I think it's just a general um, thing that I would say that people don't necessarily know their property. They know they bought a house and they know they bought a yard and a front yard and a driveway, but I don't really know where those limits are mm-hmm. and. Um, it's almost like a, a thing where they don't kind of want to go there. We don't know if that fence is ours. We don't want to. We don't want to cause any trouble with the neighbors. Yeah. Hey, these are all things that need to be discussed up front. Up front. Yeah. When you're buying um, a home, definitely. you know, just as much as is there a healthy tree? Is this is this my tree? You know, those are those are all. Uh, I just I just find those are probably things that I would say that really homeowners need to need to um, you know get to know just as much as they're getting to know their house. They should they should get to know their properties. Yeah, good advice for sure. What are your landscaping pet peeves? My landscaping pet peeves, um, in a, uh, I'll call it in a layout sense, I would say when the garage is highlighted more than the house. So the driveway brings you to the garage as opposed to bringing you to look at, you know, the front door Door. or or the house itself. Um, so I know that de- that depends on context, obviously in, in certain s- settings and, and, and how some houses are built. Yeah. Um, but the, you know, putting all the emphasis on our driveway shouldn't necessarily be in- too important. It should be on how we, we see the home. So an inviting front door. An inviting, an inviting list. house. And, yeah. and it's, yes, there is a garage attached to it, but you know, it doesn't necessarily need to. So, and sometimes it's the orientation. If it's a larger yeah. property, um, you know, don't make that, you know, sinuous driveway come to the garage and then the front door is, is further away and you know, we're not, we're not highlighting it. No, it's, there should be an accent towards that front door. So that's just in a, in terms of a, an overall layout. Design layout perspective. Yes. Um, other than that, I don't necessarily. Uh, <laughs> how has um, how has your own backyard evolved since you've lived in your home? How long have you been in your house? I've been in my home since two thousand and seven. So done a lot of work back there. Yes, absolutely. 
there is not a summer that there isn't something going on okay. in terms of just changing this bed to, I definitely, um, was at the beginning one of those, okay, I need to learn this plant. I'm going to purchase it, get to know it. Um, obviously I've kind of steered away a little bit from that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, I, 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 it's therapeutic landscaping yeah. or, or gardening in general. Is I was going to ask you, do you, do you garden? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Like I normally have dirty fingers. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty much always in the garden. If I have that time frame, I'll, I'll, You'll garden. I'll be in the garden. So you spend a lot of time in your backyard. Yes. Yes. Nice. Back and front yard for sure. And, uh, I, from, you know, and now I'm getting into uh, learning how to grow things from seed, so and propagating, yeah. you know, shrubs, things like that. So it's it's just to me, it's amazing to see a flower and how it's 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 beautiful. So I agree. it's not necessarily just about the flowers, um, but uh, that's a little bit of a passion. Yes. Cool. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Veggies, veggie garden, and and that too. Yes. Yes. I'm not a huge specialist about it. I, of it, I, um, I'm, I'm a, I'm, I'm a learner at this point. Okay. Um, I, I'm, I do not say that I'm a vegetable garden designer. Um, I know that is, for example, a specialist would come in, um, and could in, in come plan in that and whole plant thing. exactly can plant uh, your summer crop that you would like. Oh really? Oh yeah, absolutely. There's companies out there for that for oh, sure. Cool. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, and they'll they'll maintain it and they'll do uh, what you want. But of course, you know, locating them, things like that, that that obviously would fall into the planning of of your overall yard. Yeah. Um, From a light perspective, I guess. But for me personally, yes, I I enjoy. I must admit, I'm I'm a little bit more of the plant, plant than, than, the, the, than the vegetables. vegetables. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite project to date? Do you have one that stands out in your mind? You really enjoyed? I enjoy the projects that involve many professional professional teams that come into okay. projects. So yeah. you'll get your engineers involved. Um, you'll get uh, arborists involved. Uh, obviously, the architect. You, you, and the contractors, a landscaping team will help as well. Um, the, you know, in, encompassing or putting all that puzzle together yeah. really is, um, my thing in a sense that you forget that, okay, all those pieces do have to jive. Um, and who does that is the arborist taking care of his trees. He's looking at analyzing whatever, um, you know, your architect really is mainly looking at the house and yeah. the engineer will give you other information. So we're talking about the, and the surveyor, of course. So, um, you're getting the levels, you're getting how, how to treat the water or the septic system, all that, all those elements really are a puzzle that needs to be put together, right. um, with the city bylaws. So you're getting all that. And that's basically, so does um, that become, so like it becomes the, I'll call it the comp. Yes, absolutely. Effort. Absolutely. Like would you meet with all those different professionals and yes. say, okay, how are yes. we all going to work yes. together on this? Yes. So that collaborative aspect right. stands out as those are the fun ones. Right. They're, they're the fun yeah. ones because they're, they're challenging. They're, yeah. they're interesting. Um, just as much as you're, um, you know, from, from that, which becomes obviously a, a little bit more of a larger project, yeah. um, to, uh, I'll call it your, your typical home. Well, it's, you know, 
some have nothing in the backyard it's like almost a clean slate or yeah. it's a very old landscaping you really have to sort of get your mind to take all that existing out of the way in your mind and then recreate something and it's just really it's seeing the after uh is amazing to see how people really really enjoy their yard yeah um, and say, they almost be can't believe rewarding right they can't believe that this can be their yard you know? yeah yeah. So yeah, it's absolutely rewarding. And the, the fact that it's rewarding is because every home and every wish list is different. Yeah. So you're not, you're not, you know, it doesn't have to be a complex. It could be, you know, a simple fire pit with a little bit of a lounging area and, and people tell you, I'm always, we're always there. And that's all you want to hear. I got a question for you on a, from a budget perspective. And if somebody is saying, okay, uh, we've done a big, a new home build, for example, we've done the landscape initial, I'm thinking of, of our situation, and saying, well, there's a, comes a point where the budget becomes a bit of a constraint. Have you ever done where you've kind of progressively come back, maybe a year later, two years later, three years later, and sort of added to a project to sort of maybe add more plantings, more beds to continually improve it? Has anyone done that with you? And how did that work out? Um, people will come and see me often and they'll say we want an overall so we i call it a master plan yeah and they might not even be executing it in the next two three years yeah. so basically they'll phase it okay so um they might work on the the immediate patio and walkway and driveway yeah. um and then the pool is down the road but they know it's possible okay. and even if sometimes they say you know what if you're sort of we'll call it uncertain um, I'll draw in the pool. We'll see what those limits are. And at least you have the document. If you're selling, you say, look, a it's pool can go right here. Yeah. It's, it fits in and we know what that size is. So you have also, or doing a master plan, um, will give you that, I, um, uh, ability to then cost it long-term. Yeah. So, you know, for example, obviously, uh, the pool will cost X amount yeah. because you have a plan. You can go and shop around. You could see the amount of paving area that's needed. Yeah. So yes, so it basically is phasing phasing it out. Or I think it's a great solution. Laying it out at first so yeah. that you're planning it properly, and then you phase it out how you want to do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. That's what we're gonna do. Sort of do it gradually as budget allows, which is nice to have it all. You have the entire plan, and then you can. Yeah. Do it in stages. Because if you don't, then you don't really know what comes first. Exactly. Or, or last. So the, a landscaper will will help me, will help the homeowner to, to, to say, okay, we want this overall, but where was, should we maybe stop our irrigation and just do the back because we're going to be, you know, trampling in the front and, you know, not put the irrigation at first, or do we, you know, not put any plants on this side because we need to access the backyard later on. Yeah. So there's, there's, you know, proper planning basically. Yeah. It all comes down to proper planning. I think when, um, you're about to start a landscaping project, and you're about to call a landscape architect or exterior designer, um, is, is build some repertoire of images that you like, whether it's front of people's houses that you're driving by and you like, or yeah. um, you know on Instagram or whatever, where you're where you've just take screenshots Save of some pictures that you like, yeah. um, and also build that wish list that I'm talking about, so that when you do have um, uh, conversation with the landscape architect and you're about to do a drawing or about to start a, a project 
you're 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 ready to describe what your likes are. Because my need is not my my goal is not to create something for me. My goal is to create something for the homeowner. So I need to get to know you. Whether it's just even understanding how you designed your interior, I get to then see what style that you like. Right. Um, and or if you see uh, something on the exterior in a, in a magazine or on... on helps you with the design. It, it helps me sort of just guide because there are many different ways that I could design. Right. So okay. then, then uh, you know, speaking words is not necessarily as easy as seeing them on image. Yeah, for so, sure. So uh, it just helps that way. And then as you're going along, then, okay, well, then I understand this is the type of gazebo you like. Well, let's go and, you know, try to find that, that type of gazebo or, okay. um, you know, for example. And, and, and another little tidbit is when you do have planting, um, a team come and do your plants, uh, install your plants, is keep your tags. Keep your tags. Keeps your tags. So you know what they all are. Yeah. And you know, for example, if you know you had three of something and one of them died, having that and so that you could easily replace, for example. Or um, a friend likes it and you just don't know what type of hydrangea that is. Yeah. It's really hard even for, uh, you know, the nursery to see the flower and know exactly which variety yeah, yeah, yeah. that was because it will grow. That's great time. advice. I didn't even, I didn't even think of that yes. and we're so, haven't done our plantings yet. So, so thank you. Tags. Keep my tags. Keep tags. <laughs> all right. Awesome. <laughs> Go around and uh, take them off the pots and <laughs> save them all. Categorize. But you'll have a plan. So you'll be okay. Yes. But if it's followed, obviously. Right. Because when you do a plan, a planting plan, and you're getting all the plants delivered. You're not necessarily able to find all those varieties. Makes sense. I obviously try to list out things that are common. Yeah. But the nursery that the landscaper is uh, dealing with is that not necessarily having all those. So they'll replace a hydrangea with another type of hydrangea. Right. Which is no no longer following my list, but could be the same height or the same. So we need to know, know what that one is. So just having that tag helps. Okay. Good advice. Awesome. How can our listeners get in touch with you if they're looking to do a landscape project? Uh, they could find me or my information on uh, the website. Which so is? BonetDesign.com. Okay. And uh, they could uh, call or text or... <laughs> All right. Well, we'll put Stephanie's um, contact info uh, below if anyone that wants to reach out to her. But uh, before you do, do your homework, have your plan in place. <laughs> and when you call her in, um, you'll be all set. She'll uh, work with you from your project from conception right through right through uh, completion. And it's, uh, it was a great experience for us. So thank you again for coming on the show. It was awesome having you on. And uh, hopefully you, we'll get to chat again soon. Thank you very much. All right.